Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about our forward tiers, how I rank all of the forwards in fantasy basketball. Let's go! open. talking about Sorry, g'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter or X at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, like we said off the top of the show, guys, we're going to go through the forward tiers and rankings today. If you haven't already, please go and check out our guard tiers uh, where we went through all of the point guards and shooting guards combined into one list. I'll repeat this one more time. I'm splitting them up into, instead of going through every point guard, shooting guard, small forward, powerful center, I'm just splitting them up into guards, forwards, and centers for this um, podcast series, just to simplify things, because the positional eligibility in fantasy basketball is a little murky compared to the actual positions in the NBA. That's why I'm doing this, and I think that as I sort of went through in our positional analysis um, video, they're just they're just a bit all over the place. So for this reasons, and I think it's a little bit more useful knowing the positions that they are eligible on a site like Yahoo, for example, rather than just where we know that they do play. So for example, um, Josh Giddy is not point guard eligible, therefore he was not in the guards tiers videos, but he will be in the forwards tiers because he is uh, eligible for small forward and power forward positions. So just um, making sure you guys are all across that. But before we get into the show, guys, still have plenty of entries and spots available in the Ball Boys Championship 30 League. So if you are interested in versing me in fantasy basketball, it's a 30-team, $25 entry, weekly changes, nine-category head-to-head league um, that you guys can join to take me on. Uh, and the winner... Oh, there's over $700 worth of prizes. So if you are keen to enter, um, there's a video on the YouTube that explains it very in detail. But basically, follow me on Twitter. Go over to Apple Podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. Drop your Twitter handle in that review. And then in probably a couple of weeks, I will be contacting the most creative and best reviews over there and giving you guys a chance to enter where you can join and take me on in Fantasy Basketball. But if you are keen... Um, hit me up on Twitter or go and check that video out on the uh, YouTube channel um, 
to see more details, there's also a link in the description um, where you guys can sort of see a bit more step-by-step on what to do. But let's get stuck into it. Tier number one for the forwards. Let's go over to this one. So in the tier number one, reminder, we are doing points and category leagues tiers. They do differ quite substantially in the forwards as well. So in categories, tier number one, I've got two players. I've got Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. Now, Jason Tatum, to me, is the consensus or the clear pick at number six. We talked about yesterday those three guards being sort of uh, picks three to five. I think, for me, Jason Tatum is locked in as the sixth guy off the board for me. He just seems very safe. He's still young in the prime of his career. Uh, I'm not worried about Pozingas coming over. Yeah, he might lose some shots, but he's still the number one guy. He might even increase his assists a little bit with no Marcus Smart there. So I think he's going to be fine. He might get injured. He's been durable so far, but again, I just think he's pretty safe. There's not too much going on with him, and he's young. He's not He's not old, so I expect him to kind of keep doing what he's doing. Kevin Durant is in this tier as well. Now, Kevin Durant, to me, again, the projections that I've got for my minus one rankings, reminder that these category tiers are based on my minus one rankings. If you're not sure what they are, go and check out my rankings video. That will explain them. Um, but Kevin Durant, to me, is a guy that projects really well, even though he's you know joined by a couple of other stars in the uh, Phoenix Suns with Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. He is someone that we've seen him play in a big three before in Golden State. He is a few years older, and he's been struggling to stay healthy these last couple of years. He's actually missed more games than Anthony Davis over the last three years. Um, and with the other star power on this team, I am a little bit worried about his ability to get through the season and you know, build on those games played. So for me, he's someone to, to consider more in the back end of the first round. But the projections have him quite close to a, a Jason Tatum in a minus one value, even though when I'm looking at drafting them, I'm probably looking at a little bit of a gap. But remember, these tiers don't take into account any subjectivity. This is just where the projections have them. So um, keep that in mind. In points leagues, Jason Tatum is in tier number one as well as LeBron James, who leapfrogs Kevin Durant in category leagues, but in points leagues, he is right up there. Big points, rebounds, and assists are usually the big um, precursors to good fantasy points scoring. He isn't um, dinged for his poor free throw percentage. Um, the lower steals and blocks compared to a Kevin Durant is um, not as much of a hit for his value. So he is someone that will still be LeBron James. He's turning 39 this season. Um, but I don't envision a world where the team doesn't run through him. You do worry a little bit about the games played being 39 years old, but... Um, the Lakers are going to want to get up there and, and play well and, and get into the playoffs again, maximize his time in LA. So fingers crossed that he he does just that. But obviously a little bit of risk being 39 years old. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tier number two. We are still going with a, just a couple of players. So in 
category leagues, I just have the one player in Tier 2, and that is Kawhi Leonard. Um, we know Kawhi is in a nine-category setting, um, a first-round player. In my minus one rankings, he does get hurt a little bit, or not necessarily hurt, but some other other guys behind him take a jump up with punting. So Kawhi, because he's good across the board, just moves back sort of into that mid to early second round in my minus one rankings. Now, again, you've got a lot of risk. He's coming off a meniscus uh, injury in the playoffs last season. We had a lot of trouble with him after the ACL uh, recovery the year prior, but eventually did get it really cracking time in time for the fantasy playoffs. So obviously a lot of risk there. He is going quite late compared to this ranking in drafts. So if you do have your first couple of picks in the first and second rounds as guys you consider to be low risk, then Kawhi could definitely provide you a lot of upside. But there is obviously... Um, going to be some patience and frustrations required, especially early in the season, I imagine. Um, we're not sure exactly what's going on with the James Harden trade potential for him to be in um, the Clippers team. So a little bit of unknown here, but in terms of the projections, I can't sit here and say that he's not going to be putting up great numbers per game because we see it every season from Kawhi. In points league, this is where Kevin Durant lies. Um, his efficiency isn't as valuable in a points league, so he's a little bit more behind those other guys. And then Anthony Edwards jumps up. He hasn't appeared yet in the category leagues, but he's a very, very popular name right now in a points leagues. I love it. End of the first round, start of the second round. I say go for it. I think he's going to have great volume. He's going to score a lot. He gets great steal numbers. He gets good Decent enough assists and rebound numbers for sort of a shooting guard, small forward, eligible player. I'm a little bit worried in category leagues for his efficiency, but in a points league, you obviously don't have to worry about that. So he is, um, what is that, fourth in terms of my forward rankings um, and in the tier number two. Tier three, starting to get a few more players now. Uh, In category leagues, I've got three guys here, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, and Devin Booker. Two of those guys, a little bit more of an injury risk. Devin Booker, less so. I'm pretty keen on what Devin Booker can do. I think he's going to be the player. We spoke about Bradley Beal in the previous podcast in the guards. Now, just because Booker is here in the forward tiers, it doesn't mean that I think he's not the point guard because I think he will be. But on Yahoo, he is shooting guard, small forward eligible, doesn't have that point guard eligibility. He might actually pick it up at some point because he will be playing a lot of point guard. But for now... I think he can average over seven assists per game. I think he can probably average close to 26, 27 points per game. The free throw percentage on high volume is going to be really good. The only issue is he doesn't get a whole lot of defensive stats. Maybe he'll get close to one steal. His three-point volume is a little bit lower than you would like. Um, But he's just solid everywhere else. Um, Rebound's okay. You would like to see just a bit more three-point volume and maybe getting those steals up, but he hasn't done that, so can't quite project it. But he could easily, if those steal numbers do rise, like like a Luka Doncic has shown in the past, um, maybe if he starts taking more threes, he could easily be a first-round player. So he has probably the most amount of upside in this group. I mean, Jimmy Butler does have that potential. He's been a first-rounder in the past, but it really just comes down to the steal numbers for him. Plus, if a Lillard comes over to Miami, he probably falls out of this tier and moves into the next tier. But right now, can't really project that um, at this stage. And I actually think that they will start the season kind of as constructed. Uh, but again, a little bit of risk there. Paul George is probably on a per game, a little bit behind his teammate in Kawhi. But 
I kind of like him a little bit better. He really fits a nice punt field goal percentage build. He's power forward eligible, as is Jimmy Butler. So if you're looking for one of those really heavy four-category punts where you're punting, rebounds, blocks, field goal percentage, and turnovers, you're going to go heavy and target five. You do need those guys who are power forward eligible but can still contribute a lot in a build like that. And Paul George and Jimmy Butler are two of those players that really, really do help you there with great points, threes for Paul George at least, free throw percentage, steals, assists. Um, So I think those guys are... It is worthwhile mentioning that they do have power forward eligibility. On Yahoo, that is. Um, In points leagues, Devin Booker is in the same category here. Very much a second rounder, in my opinion. Kawhi Leonard falls a bit back. His efficiency, not quite as valuable in a points league, but still a really good guy. And then Julius Randle is a guy who, much more valuable in a points league than a category league. You don't worry about his poor efficiency. You don't worry about his lack of re- uh, sorry, lack of uh, defensive stats quite as much. Again, the old adage for points leagues, in the standard format at least, points, rebounds, assists, and Julius Randle, does that in bunches. He gets high minutes. I don't see anything like that changing this year for the Knicks. So um, I think he is a very valuable points league player and much more compared to his category league ranking. Let's go to tier number four. This is where I have Anthony Edwards in category league. So he was tier two in points, tier four in category leagues. People are getting very excited about him. I'm seeing him go sometimes at the end of the first round, which I think is quite crazy, to be honest. Um, Look, I see the possibility of him getting there, but if you're drafting him at pick 12, he's cutting out all the upside. I think there's much better options at that point in the draft. He's a guy that if you want to take a swing sort of in the second half of the second round, I don't mind it, especially with some of those other riskier guys like Paul George, Kawhi, Jimmy, all in that kind of a range. If you want to take him over those players, um, even though they were tiers ahead of him, I understand the risk is higher there. Anthony Edwards is a guy who's going to score a lot. He, he's really good at getting steals and threes. Assists are okay. It's just the poor field goal percentage and the poor free throw percentage. And like I've talked about before, free throw percentage is one of those things that if you don't get in the first two to three rounds, even if you're just average in that category, it's extremely hard to make up. So for that reason, he might even be best suited to a punt free throw percentage build and you want to just get those points, three steals early on from a guard. I think that that's the best place to get him in that type of punt strategy, but just remember he will be inefficient or it's it's at least responsible of us to project that he will be inefficient from both the field and the line. He might improve there, absolutely. He's a young player, but we haven't seen it yet. So it's hard for me to come out and say, yep, he's going to jump up 10% like Shea did last year, or he's going to improve by 6% from this field goal percentage. It's just, I don't think that's how you should be going into your draft because if he doesn't do those things, you're going to be extremely let down. LeBron James is also here. Again, still think he's going to do his thing, but... um, I think he is slowly starting to slow down. Touch wood. I mean, I haven't jinxed the man there at all, but he should still be LeBron. Be aware of the free throw percentage. The defensive stats are starting to really dry up, but again, points, rebounds, assists should still be there. Field goal percentage is slowly ticking down. Might be below 50% again this year, but yeah, he's still LeBron, um, even though he's 39 years old. In a points league, we're starting to get a few new names in here. So we talked about PG, Jimmy Butler, but we've also got Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Egram, and Paolo Banquero. So a couple of names I really want to highlight here. Kyle Kuzma, I expect to be putting up a lot of points this year. And his 
tiering in a points league is far greater than it is in a category league. I expect him and Poole to be basically sharing the number one role on offense for this Wizards team. He shoots terribly in terms of his percentages, both field goal and free throws, but he's going to be getting the shots. He's also a decent rebounder. I don't know if he's maybe going to play some minutes at center with Daniel Gafford, potentially their only real center. And if he gets in foul trouble, maybe they go small a little bit. So I think his rebounds could maybe creep up a little bit. Maybe he's also playmaking a little bit more with no no Beal there. They've obviously, um, they've brought in Tyus Jones and they've brought in Poole who will still do that. So Maybe it's only marginal, but I do expect Kyle Kuzma to get heavy minutes, a heavy usage in this team. So I actually think he's going to be a really... He's going quite late in drafts. Again, it might be different when you are in a team in a league with switched-on players who have done points leagues before, but Kyle Kuzma, to me, is someone that you could probably take as early as the third round. You might not have to go that high, but if you can get him in the fourth or fifth round in a points league, I think there's some really decent upside there. Uh, Brandon Ingram... Is higher again, as is Jalen Brown. Lack of defensive stats doesn't hurt them as much in a points league. And Paolo Boncaro, similar to Kyle Kuzma, really benefits to the points league scoring. Points, rebounds, assists, doesn't shoot threes, don't care. Poor free throws, poor uh, efficiency, don't care. I think he's someone that has a lot of upside this season, could take a big step forward. There are still a little bit of unknowns with um, how he and Franz Wagner, how much does... Paolo just take that step forward in year number two versus France, who's still improving and still probably their best player at this stage. But I expect that he'll become more efficient in year two. He shot like 41 or 42% from the field. I expect that to be closer to 50% this season, just with the size that he is. He's played well in uh, the USA uh, World Cup and playing a bit more center. If he can do that, those rebounds might increase. Um, and I just think that year two, he's going to take another step forward, especially in his confidence and uh, usage. So that should definitely help his points league value. All right, tier number four. We've got three guys in the category leagues, Desmond Bain, Lowry, Markinen, and Mikhail Bridges. Desmond Bain is an interesting one. I've seen some people take him at the turn in the second to third rounds. I think that's a little high for me. He will be good whilst um, Jama Rant is out, and he should be probably the number one option on offense in this team, but it's going to be 25 games, and when we're talking head-to-head leagues, we would rather our players be doing better in the second half of the season rather than the first half of the season because that's when our um, fantasy playoffs are. So he will be maybe that kind of range of value for the first 25 games, but then probably closer to sort of the 40th range in minus one rankings after that. But I still think he'll be he'll be solid. He, he'll get you close to 22, 23 points per game. The threes are going to be excellent. The assists should rise at least early on in the season. Maybe they drop back, though, in the second half of the season because you do have Marcus Smart coming over who replaces a Dylan Brooks. So you're probably going to have more assists in a play like that, leaving less for a Desmond Bain. So after Jar comes back, just be aware of that. Um, he's been efficient. He's been great. I just would hold off getting too excited because of Jar Morant's missing those 25 games. I think that Desmond Bain is going to be great. He's going to be good. Take him in the fourth round, um, fifth round. I just wouldn't be reaching up into the high third, late second. I think that's too rich for my blood. Larry Markkinen was higher than this last year. I think I'm just expecting a small regression back. He really got off to a hot start last season. 
tailed off a little bit the second half of the season. That's probably more of what I expect um, because he's one of those guys that at the start of the year, he saw a huge increase to his usage, but he also saw a huge increase to his efficiency. And you don't often see both of those things happen at the same time. His usage kind of stayed high, but his, his efficiency fell off the second half of the year. So I expect more of that moving forward. They've brought in John Collins, another step forward with, um, you know, not like they're huge usage players, but uh, Walker Kessler, um, you've you brought in um, Taylor Hendricks. Is that the, the rookie? I'm blanking. I think it is Taylor Hendricks. You've got him in. Maybe he plays a few more minutes. Um, you've got another high usage players like Colin Sexton, maybe getting a little bit healthier this season. So any small hits to his usage does hurt his value a little bit a significant amount because he doesn't get those steals and blocks to bolster his value. So he is prone to fluctuations. Now, I still think he'll be good, but probably more towards that 30s to 40s range, in my opinion. And then Mikael Bridges. Now, Mikael Bridges is a very interesting one because I was pretty down on him. I'm starting to come back around on Mikael Bridges. I actually don't mind him being someone you target uh, on the turn maybe in the third rounds, probably more so. So I actually probably see him higher than both these other two just because of his ability to affect your free throw percentage. Um, Great elite scoring. I don't think that's really going to change. The efficiency, I'm a little bit concerned of just taking a step back, kind of what we saw with Larry Markkinen as the season goes along, might dip a little bit. But just that high volume, good free throw percentage, I think is really valuable. He's also probably best suited to a punt assist team. Because he is shooting guard, guard eligible, you can fill a spot there with a Mikael Bridges, get that good scoring and free throw percentage in a team like that. You need those high volume players. So in that build, and in that build only, really, I don't mind him You know, early third, maybe late second if you really uh, want to secure him because there's a few other guys in the third you might be able to get in a punt assist team. But if you're not punting assists, He's not the best player in terms of um, lacks the rebounds, lacks the assists. The steals and blocks just took a step back as well when he started focusing more on offense. Um, so good scoring, good threes, good free throw percentage. Um, so kind of like that Larry and build. But he just doesn't really do a whole lot else elite. So for me, I, I kind of see him, unless you're punting assists, as more of that third to fourth round guy, in my opinion. Points leagues, we've got Mikael Bridges there as well. Scotty Barnes makes a jump in a points leagues. Again, not worried about his lack of threes and poor percentages. Larry Markin and Zach Levine, a little bit higher. His lack of defensive stats doesn't hurt him as much in a points league. And Desi Bain in the same tier as the category leagues. Tier number six. In category leagues, I've just got Zach Levine in his tier on his own. He's kind of just in my projections, just sitting in there. On his own, maybe a slight step forward this year with DeMar DeRozan, just another year older. Last year, he was coming off that knee issue, but still played high minutes. So don't really know what that's about, but should be solid, if not really very exciting. Um, Good points, good efficiency, decent enough threes and assists, but nothing too great there. Chris Middleton, Devin Vassell, Jeremy Grant, and OG Ananobi are in this tier for points leagues. Um... Chris Middleton's an interesting one. I think people are maybe sleeping on him a little bit. He came back last year and played really low minutes for only limited amount of games. So he is someone that I expect the minutes to come back up. They really missed his influence last season. It took a toll on Giannis, in my opinion. But last year, yeah, he averaged 24 minutes per game and put up 15 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. 
So his usage was actually higher than it was the previous season. Um, I expect that to come down a little bit more. But basically, if he gets back up to his normal 32 minutes a night, you're pretty much doing what he was doing the year before. Maybe at age uh, 32, you take a little bit off that, just as he gets a little bit older, has had a couple of injuries. Um, But I expect, much like kind of like a Jamal Murray of the previous season, after the first few games, he should be pretty much back to the regular Chris Middleton, um, in my opinion. So I think maybe we're discounting him a bit too much in both categories and points leagues. Uh, Vassell, I I have, uh, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I think he's going to be the leading scorer on the San Antonio Spurs this season. Uh, I think he's their best player right now. Keldon Johnson moving to the bench, in my opinion, makes it more of a offense going through him and Wemby in the starting um, five for a Devin Vassell. So I actually really like him this season. I was keen on him last year. Injuries kind of injuries kind of um, put him out for a lot of last season, but I think they'll be less likely to do that this year for Spurs now that they've got their start in Wemby. Jeremy Grant is here. Even if Lillard is on the team, I still think he's going to be really good, but there's a little bit of upside that if Lillard gets traded, he's just going to get all the usage, all of the uh, the points, and in a points that you don't care about the poor efficiency. And then OG is here. Little bit of upside with no Fred Van Vliet, but again, I don't think he's going to be the guy that really takes over the usage. You're going to get some good steal numbers, which converts to some fantasy points, um, but just solid points. Um, pretty boring kind of a player, in my opinion, in, in this kind of a range, but he should still be at least solid. Tier number seven. Let's talk about, we've got a few players in this tier for category leagues. We've got Devin Vassell, OG Ananobi, Brennan Ingram. We've all talked about Chris Middleton, Jalen Brown, and Julius Reynolds. We've talked about all these players. Compared to a points league, a lot of these guys just get dinged a little bit with poor efficiency for some, lack of defensive stats for others, um, and just some other players being a little bit better in a category leagues with their efficiency. So they just fall down a little bit of a tier. Someone like a Julius Randle um, probably ranks worse than this in a nine-category setting, but when you do minus one ranks and you punt the field goal percentage, he does get a boost. It is notable that this season, he is not center eligible. In previous years on Yahoo, he was center eligible, which was very useful in those punt field goal percentage builds, but this year he is only power forward eligible, hence why he's in the forward tiers and not the center tiers. Um, so I think that's... Just a little nugget to make sure you're a cross of because I know when I was doing those heavy punts, Randall was a guy that I was chasing in that center position because he gave you threes and assists um, and good scoring from that position, but can't do that this year, at least not at the moment as things stands on Yahoo. Um, and at a points lead, we've got Franz Wagner, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Miles Bridges, and Aaron Gordon. So a lot of wings there that just score a lot of points. Um, solid roles. I think the highest upside on these guys is probably Franz and Bridges. I believe Bridges, remember he's suspended for the first 10 games, so keep that in mind. He will miss the first couple of weeks of your fantasy season. But he's been a guy that's put up lots of points before. I wonder how the things are going to roll with him, Hayward, Washington, and the rookie there as well in Brendan Miller. But I think... I mean, if the Hornets are trying to win games, he should probably get a decent amount of minutes. There's a few politics involved with his signing of the qualifying offer. Is he going to be part of this team's future? So there's a little bit of risk there, but he does have upside in France, depending on how big of a step forward he takes, um, could elevate himself. I expect a bigger step forward from Paolo than France this season. 
I just don't know if Franz is kind of the type of player that will demand the ball and just get a sky-high usage. I think he probably is best suited to just doing well at everything without being amazing at any one thing, kind of like that Chris Middleton type where he's a good number two player, whereas Paolo is probably best suited to be that number one guy. But he is a really good player and could theoretically take a decent step forward. Tier number eight, we've got a lot of players here in category leagues. So this is where we're sort of in those middle rounds now. Lots of forwards available on the board. So let's go through them. Franz Wagner, who we've spoken about. Cam Johnson, who I'm pretty keen on this season. Clay Thompson. Josh Giddy, remember, not point guard eligible Josh Giddy. Um, Daniel Gafford, not center eligible Daniel Gafford. Only power forward eligible. Jeremy Grant, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Williams, and Michael Porter Jr. So a big clump of players here in this range of the draft. So we're talking maybe between 60 and 80 kind of a range in drafts. Very closely valued um, sort of area. Um, who should we talk about here? Josh Giddy. Let's talk about him. Again, remember, he's not point guard eligible. I hope to think that he will get that at some point, but maybe not before the draft because he is already eligible in shooting guard, small forward, and power forward. Um Look, I am a big Giddy fan. He is someone that is kind of tough to project moving forward as a, um, like, where does he get better? He made a massive improvement last year in his field goal percentage. I think he went from 42% to 49%, which for a second-year point guard is really, really good. I guess the thing that you want to see and the probably the biggest way that he improves his value is, one, Taking more, taking more and making more threes, I think that can make a marginal improvement, probably not a whole bunch. And number two is get to the free throw line a lot more and convert it at a higher percentage. We've seen the World Cup, he has been getting to the free throw line more, but again, if he's doing the 73% that he did last season, that's probably actually a negative. So if he can get that closer to 79-80% and do that on higher volume, that's when he really takes off when it comes to his fantasy value. It's not unheard of. It's definitely something that could happen. Obviously, his teammate did that in Shea Gillis-Alexander, so they might have something there over in OKC to help improve your free throw percentage. Who knows? It could be something to, to watch, but at this stage, I just really like the high um, rebounds and assists from this kind of a player. The solid scoring, good field goal percentage. Probably better suited to a punt free throw or punt threes kind of a build, but is fairly versatile in terms of where he goes, but just be aware that if he is increasing his volume and he stays at a poorer percentage, that free throw percentage could start to hurt you more than it has done so far in his career. So that's an interesting one. Daniel Gafford, remember, not sent eligible. I'd imagine he picks that up at some point, but right now he is only power forward eligible. Um, But he is someone that has a high amount of upside, I'm trying to temper my expectations a little bit because I don't believe Washington sees him as their center of the future. So there is a scenario where I see maybe after trade deadline or something happens where he doesn't finish season as the starting center on this team, or maybe they bring someone in and there's a bit more of a minutes share, but at least as the the roster is constructed right now, he should be their starting center. And from a fantasy per minute production Elite blocks, field goal percentage, um, rebound should be solid, If but not elite. He's not the biggest rebounder, as you might expect. Um, but he should be someone that 
excels as long as he does get the minutes. I am just not going to... I'm going to stop short of locking him in for 30-plus minutes a night at this stage. It's just, I don't know, maybe caught the Jalen Smith effect, but he's not someone that's ever really done that before. So just because he is projected to be their starting center, they don't have much depth behind him. I still have a little bit of concern that he can really just lock that job in. Uh, but if he does, obviously presents a lot of upside. We've spoken about a lot of these other guys. Jalen Williams um, slots in here. I thought he'd be getting a lot more hype than he seems to be doing this season just because of how he finished last year. But again, I haven't changed too much of his projections to what it was last year after he started. Um, I think those steals maybe come back a tiny bit. The field goal percentage maybe a tiny bit as well. You integrate a Chet Holmgren, which I don't think really affects his scoring too much, but maybe a little bit of his rebounding. Maybe he's um, forced to do a little bit more stuff on the perimeter, hence the field goal percentage coming down a little more. So, But I still think he'll be really solid. But in terms of where he excels in a minus one ranking, his strengths are, again, a bit more suited to roto leagues where he's good across the board, low turnovers, good efficiency, but doesn't have those big points, rebounds, assists. Um, He's just really solid without really hurting you anywhere. Um, But could be a nice player in either like a punt points or a punt assist kind of a build as a shooting guard eligible player. But he sits here in category, oh, sorry, tier eight for me. For points leagues, we've got Daniel Gafford there as well. Keldon Johnson, who will not be appearing in the category tiers, but should still get decent volume, even if he goes to the bench like I am predicting. He should still get minutes in the mid to high 20s, in my opinion, um, as their six-man kind of role. Should get lots of usage, but just a small hit in minutes this season. Um, Plus, he doesn't get a lot of other stats. John Collins, again, should be solid. Doesn't get the threes, but better in a points leagues. Michael Porter Jr. Shaden Sharp is someone who I've projected out at this point. I think he gets minutes to high 20s, low 30s. One to watch in the training camp and whether or not he can lock in that starting role or if he is coming off the bench, if he's starting, does he start the three and they bring Simons off the bench? That's what I would do if I was Portland, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Look, I at my at this point, I am projecting that to be the way they go because I don't think you can play Scoot, Lillard, and Simons as the starting you know, one, two, three, and I think you want to get Scoot out there straight away being your future of the franchise um, with Sharp being the other part of that. Lillard, if he's on the team, he can start at point guard. Those other two guys can stay at the two and the three. Simon's probably best suited as a six-man, but that's not set in stone just yet. So a little bit of upside here, but also a bit of downside. And then Austin Reeves, uh, another player who once he started for the... um, Lakers last season really took that spot um, and ran away with it. He's not going to get many defensive stats. I'm a little worried that what we saw last season in terms of efficiency maybe takes a step back. They've added some new pieces in the Lakers, so there's a little bit of uncertainty about just roles, minutes, usage on that team. But I think he's probably the number three guy behind LeBron and AD. But it's, it's close between him and a D'Angelo Russell, potentially a Gabe Vincent. Those kind of a players all kind of battling for that spot. I think Reeves goes ahead of those guys, but I don't know if it's by much. So I think it's those two, LeBron and Davis, clear head and shoulders above everyone else. And then there's kind of a bit of a mishmash. So depending on how efficient he is, might influence how much he's scoring from a fantasy points 
point of view. So could be some fluctuations there, but I do think he's a good player. So um, in a points league without those uh, defensive stats, it still ranks quite high. Tier 9, we're coming to the end. Category leagues, I've got Trey Murphy. Again, won't appear in the tier, uh, in the point points league tiers, but he's really good, efficient scorer. I think he's too good for them to leave on the bench. I think he plays at least 28 minutes a night. I think they know how good he is and how important he is to play alongside someone like Sion. So even if he is coming off the bench, I still think his minutes are high enough that he's valuable. Just don't go reaching inside the top 50 where he was ranked last season. I think that would be a mistake. Again, um, minus one category, minus one ranking, sorry. Just bring him down a little bit, kind of like that Jalen Williams thing where he's just good across the board, doesn't hurt you much, but isn't super strong in any particular area. Andrew Wiggins, John Collins, Carl Kuzma. So we saw where Carl Kuzma was in a points league. In a category league, those efficiency, lack of steal and block numbers uh, really hurt him in that point of view, but he's going to score. He's going to hit threes. He'll get some decent enough rebounds, some assists from a, a power forward eligible player, but just those holes in his game, similar to like a Julius Randle type. Actually, he he and Randle are actually pretty comparable type players, uh, in my opinion. So when he sees an increase in usage, you're kind of getting that extra hurt from those poor percentages. Uh, but if you're in the right punt build, he could be really valuable. Um, but in terms of his last run, one rankings, this is where he was. Miles Bridges is here and Austin Reeves, just a tier behind in the category leagues compared to points because of those lack of defensive stats. And look, he'll be solid. I don't know if he's going to hit a bunch of threes either as well. So um, I've seen some people reach for him into the 60s. I wouldn't go that far. I think he's more of an 80s to 90s type range. 100 is the perfect spot for me to get a little bit of value. Um, I just am not quite as sold as some others are, but I think he should still be solid, but not spectacular this season. Points leagues, Benedict Matherin. I think we could see a big jump forward from him. The thing I really like about Benedict Matherin is he gets to the line a lot. Um, so his scoring... Um, Aftershoot is really, really good. I think that he might crack the starting lineup this season as their starting shooting guard, depending on how they... They could go a few different ways, but early favorite for me is Benedict Matherin. So I like him. Doesn't get the defensive stats, but will score. Cam Johnson falls back in points league. You're not getting the threes value as you are in a category leagues. My boy, Tobias Harris, is here in a points league. It could be better this year without James Harden suiting up for the team, but again, depends on what they get back, but could step forward into that number three role again behind Tyrese and Embiid. And then RJ Barrett, points league legend. I still think he takes a step back. We're starting to realize that he is just not as good as we'd hoped he would be. Um, The number three pick um, aura is starting to fade for him and fans and Teammates, coaches are probably not force-feeding him as much of the ball now, but he still does score, so still is definitely draftable in a points league. In a category league, he will not appear in this list. And the final tiers, again, lots of players to round out the category leagues. Paolo Boncaro, again, kind of similar to Kyle Kuzma we spoke about. Much, much higher in a points league, but in a, in a category league, the lack of threes, lack of steals, lack of blocks... Uh, poor free throw percentage. His field goal percentage isn't quite a plus, so slight negative there, although I do think it does improve this season. He could potentially, of this list of these guys, could be a massive, massive steal. And if you are punting free throw percentage in threes, he probably is much more valuable than this. But when you're using these minus one rankings, you're only removing one, and you're also removing the worst category of everyone else. So 
in your build versus someone else's build. He sits around here and probably not someone I'm going to get a lot of this season because the way I value him, at least with my projections, he's probably close to that 100 outside the, just outside the 100 mark for me. Buddy Heald is here. little concerned with him. think he could move to the bench potentially depending on what they do with a Benedict Matherin um, and a Bruce Brown who come over to this team. So a little bit of risk with Buddy Heald. Tobias Harris, again, my boy, He's kind of just, he's captain of the boring team, um, as Adam King has said. He should be around that 100 mark, but again, how much upside is there really? Fine, go for it, but whatever. Keegan Murray is here as well. Should take another mini step forward, but don't think there's huge amounts of upside. Jaden McDaniels, Josh Richardson is an interesting one. I think that at the moment he would be their starting Two guard over in Miami. He has had top 70 seasons in Miami before, but that was a few seasons ago. So I'm not expecting that, but could potentially be that back end kind of a guy if he does give you some decent steals. And he has blocked shots before as a guard. I don't know if I expect that again. It's not very high upside, but he's a guy that sometimes goes undrafted in fantasy leagues. I don't think that should be the case. I think he should be on some teams. Um, so I've got him around here. Patrick Williams, again, some upside if he does figure it out. He is really young, but I'm not expecting a breakout, but should still at least give you good defensive stats, steals, close to a steal and a block per game. 13, 14 points. Maybe he does get close to five rebounds a game this season with Vooch another year older. Who knows? Maybe the three-point shooting improves slightly. There are some things that you could see him get better at, but... He's a decent player. At least we know or we think that he's going to be locked into a starting role for the season. Kevin Cuerda, um, Aaron Gordon, and Josh Hart round out this list. Josh Hart, again, just a really solid guy. Not going to score a lot, but good rebounds, good steals, decent assists, good glue guy. So I think he his minutes are pretty safe, even if he is coming off the bench. And in a points league, to round it out, we've got Asar Thompson. I do love me some Thompsons. I think his pathway to minutes is better than his brother Amen. Points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. He's pretty good across the board. So I think he could be a decent points league flyer. Obi Toppin there should be starting power forward for the Pacers. Has holes in his category league game, but in a points league, he should score, should get decent enough rebounds as the starting power forward next to a Miles Turner who doesn't collect a lot of the rebounds either. So he might have more opportunity to increase his rebounding rate. Um, Keegan Murray is here again as well. Jeremy Sohan is a guy that I quite like this season. I think he starts, but a little bit of question marks there. The lack of threes and poor efficiency hurts him in category leagues, but in a points league, he should just get force-fed minutes. He's one of their building blocks, so I think he could take another step forward. I've liked what he's shown in terms of commitment to improving his game, so he could make a leap in his ability this season. PJ Washington, I think, starts at least while Miles Bridges is out for the first 10 games, and then we'll kind of see how it goes, so it could be a fly you take at the end. And then Bobby Portis, he's a chucker. He gets points. I think he sees slightly more minutes this season compared to Brook Lopez, but probably not a super high upside, but definitely someone in a points league that should be drafted. Probably a different story in a category leagues. Don't know if there's much upside there, but in a points league... He should get you at least some decent points and rebounds, which equals fantasy points at the back end of your draft. So that will do it today for us, guys. Let me know down in the comments below what your thoughts are on the tiers, on the rankings. Is there anyone you really disagree with? Anyone you feel as though I've left out? Remember, we've got the center tiers coming in the next podcast where we'll be going through everyone who is a center eligible player. So players 
like Pascal Siakam, like Zion, like Giannis will be in that video. I haven't forgotten about them. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that one. Reminder, again, the Ball Boys Season Guide is going to be coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. Go over to Apple Podcasts. Give this podcast a five-star rating review. Leave your Twitter handle in there for your chance to enter the Ball Boys Championship 30. But until next time, see you guys. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.